So you're over there on that camera. Yep. And this is a camera right in front of me, and I have a monitor there, but it's it's all of my different cameras and everything like that. It doesn't have you, so I'm not going to actually be looking at you or pick up cues from facial expression. So everything's going to be verbal, like um, we're doing a uh, an actual just audio podcast. Um, cool. But but I think I'm going to keep it on this screen instead of this screen. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean. Well, we're, you're welcome to change it up. I think it's pretty cool. It, it'll be fun for the audience, anybody who catches a visual, just to kind of see how how things work. Um, okay. You know, people are so interested in in you know reality more than more than. Uh, wait, where'd you go? That's a fun trick. Chris, are you there? I'm here. Oh, you're there. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. Um, so we'll. Uh, how long have you been doing podcasting? Because you look like you had the setup for for quite some time. So no, um, so the one that I did with you was at my home office and we were in the process of building this one. Um, I've been doing podcasting for probably three years. My podcast has been out for one year um, and this is the first season that we're doing it here. This is about a $30,000 setup in this room. Um, but what I'm awesome. doing, Jack, what I'm doing, man, is um, so we do a lot of pop-up events here at the office where mm-hmm. we're teaching people about social media and how to get more organic leads and all that kind of stuff. And um, okay. this is for my clients. So I have three levels. Yes. And at, level, at level two and level three, they're going to come in here. They're going to have their own logo up here. I'm going to teach them how to podcast, how to become popular podcasting. And the cool thing is this is the Frank Kern method. Um, yeah. I end up helping so many people become successful that I have unlimited leads into Iconic from it. Right. And, uh, and that's exactly what we did inside of Apex um, to the tune of about 24 million bucks. And, uh, nice. and it works. It just, it just takes a little bit of time. And this idea of this kind of studio, it's like, hey, man. Um, and you got the virtual golf thing coming in too, right? Wait till you see it, bro. <laughs> can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Um, hold on one yeah. moment, and I'm ready to get going whenever you are. Yeah, well, we are live, um, so we're we're totally everybody's joined us. This will be That's a little, cool. little backstage time right right in the get go. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be. I can't wait to uh, just talk about your fire, where it came from, and okay, and hit it. So, um, you ready to dive in? Let's go. Awesome, man. Uh, well, let's let's talk about that. So, um, you know, why why did you start everything, Chris? As far as iconic. Everything, yeah. Everything. Where you took? Where you? Where did you take off? So when I found the brand name. Did the did the feeling come before the brand name, or did the brand name inspire the feeling? Just yeah, hit, hit that story. Okay, so um, the first thing is I just turned fifty, and I started business at twenty four years old. So I'm officially now longer as an entrepreneur than I'm not. And my first business was me simply not wanting other people to tell me when I could go to lunch or when I could have take a bathroom mm-hmm. break. Um, I also did not like the limit that was put on my income. Um, I felt like I worked harder than the people that were around me, uh, but I wasn't receiving like uh, much more benefit. And so I started a business and Jackson, I had no idea what I was doing. And the thing that mm-hmm. I'm most proud about is that I suffered for about 20 years, uh, mainly because I wasn't willing to seek outside information. I thought people were going to rip me off. I thought, you know, all of you gurus that know stuff about stuff, uh, you know, it's just, it's, there's not a good deal. And I just came from a place where networking uh, was, was foreign to me until I joined a mastermind. 
mm. of high-level people. And by the end of the first year, I became the director of executive coaching for that mastermind. Then we helped that mastermind 10x, um, and they were already at $3 million. So, I mean, we, we, we really grew it. Nice. And in the process, what ended up happening is that I started to realize that my calling, my passion was to help entrepreneurs especially live a more harmonious life because, you know, I, I on these four pillars of faith, family, fitness, and finance, and a fifth one maybe being fun, I realized mm. that my fun was all wrapped up in work. I realized that I'd gone from, you know, being in the best shape of my life to starting to get a little bit heavier. I realized that my family at home appreciated the benefits of me owning a business, uh, but they were missing me. I wasn't around very much. Uh, mm. And then as far as the finances go, what was happening is I would I would make money and then, you know, in the winter we wouldn't make any. And, and so I wasn't able to build something that sustained me to the point of excess financially. And I realized, why am I doing this? I could have a job and then let it all go at the end of the day and then go spend time with my family to make this kind of money or, or so that I could maintain this lever that I had been building for 20 years, I could learn to get smarter. And that's when Iconic came because the flame inside of Iconic that's burning, and this is after talking to thousands of clients, and I'm talking clients that have just started a business up to clients that are making 30, $40 million a year take home. I started to realize that there are no real business problems, but there are people problems. And I also started to realize very much that every single person I come across has something inside of them, a seed of greatness. And a lot of times they just need the encouragement and the know-how, the simple know-how to start getting their message out there so that they can start to shine brightly. And I believe in go-giving. I believe in being a servant-based leader. And I believe that we're at a place in life where we have to create more leaders in order to sustain mm. future generations. And so that's why Iconic is here. And honestly, I've put a lot of money into this and Absolutely. it's a legacy business. And so it's more important to me to build something with integrity that's here for my children, that's here for um, other generations to feed from. Because like I said, I was one of those guys that for 20 years I suffered all because I was not willing to take a real chance on me. And once I did, I was able to accomplish in two years what I couldn't do in 20. My goal is just to help people shrink their time so that they can live a life worth living, man. Oh man, beautifully said. And uh, Chris, who's your who's your best mentor? My best mentor. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, and what's up, Vision Pros? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. My name is Jackson Callum, your host, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Chris Whitehead on the show today. Uh, what an awesome introduction. In, in case you missed it, definitely catch the replay of this episode. Uh, Chris is the author of Becoming Iconic. He's got a brand name, Iconic. He's got an excellent podcast that I was uh, honored to be featured on as well. We became really good friends um, through that podcast. And uh, while we live in different parts of the country, that's the beauty of online relationships. And if you're kind of, I don't want to say new to that because anybody who's listening to a podcast probably has some, but there is no difference 
between your ability to build phenomenal relationships with those who are close to you proximity wise physically and those who live halfway across the country. Some of my best friends um, are people who I've been working with online for a very long time and I rarely see in person. But when the moment happens where we get together, it's like being with your kindergarten best friend again. Um, it is such a cool experience. So with that said, I would challenge you to find out how do I cultivate relationships um, in, in that capacity to that degree, even when you don't have that physical proximity, because once you do, it opens up a whole new opportunity for you in life. Now, we're going to be talking about unlocking the fire within to become iconic, um, as that's what Chris has done for his own life. And before we do that, I want to introduce a couple of our sponsors. Cold Click, for instance, this is a solution that we use for LinkedIn automation. Um, I believe it's it's possibly how we actually connected with Chris. In addition, to, if not, I might need to give Matchmaker credit for that. It might have been matchmaker.fm as well. But Cold Click this weekend, just to give this a, a perspective and idea, from Friday through Monday, I did not touch my LinkedIn account. And I came back on Monday to 39 messages of people who wanted to learn more about being on the show. Um, and I'd have to do anything because I had already designed phenomenal messaging for our business, just like we do for other brands. And then we use this tool and Art Hoffman's guidance as well over at Cold Click to make sure that we're abiding by, abiding by the algorithmic needs that LinkedIn has. It's all about connecting with more people so that we're also connecting with the right people who are in a position to reciprocate relationships with us and not forcing that issue. You never want to be forcing relationships, allow them to, to come forward naturally and allow people to marinate with the goodness that you put out in the world. Those would be my tips and tricks for you for today. In addition to that, I have another sponsor up there and Simply Fast Websites. Man, I'm off today with my finger pointing. Um, Simple Fast, Simply Fast Websites is a creation of Shane Michael. And I don't use this. I don't, I don't need this. I've already got a website that we spent thousands on. What really struck me was when I saw that he's building websites at $179 starting at that. And I was like, man, when I first started my website, if I could have had the attention of a web designer or a web developer to help me understand what the heck I was doing at 179 bucks, I would have been all in. So I'm really happy with this mission to want to empower the small business owners out there, the people who are incubating their ideas. And he's one of many solutions that you should consider looking at, consider working with. But as you, as you perhaps start to create a website with Wix and Squarespace, you know, or WordPress themes, uh, and consider doing that for free, just, to, just consider as well protecting your time as entrepreneurs and as people in life. We don't get our time back. That's the one commodity that we just constantly lose unless we're super intentional with realizing how can I leverage my time by investing in, in tools that are smart for where I'm at and where I'm going. I'll leave that at that and we'll move on to the Water Project. The Water Project is near and dear to my heart. If you haven't heard of it, this is an amazing opportunity to give back. It's also a crucial and critical need in the world. We have millions of people who don't have access to clean drinking water and I cannot imagine what my life would feel like, how bad my heart would hurt as a parent of four if I had to worry about when my kids are going to get uh, their next glass of water. And we've got so many other things that, that, that we love to worry about as, as uh, Americans, in, in my case. Um, and I don't have to worry about this. I get this every day in abundance. Um, but these individuals, you can see the communities, you can learn about their circumstances. And while that's kind of hard and heavy, I would invite you to embrace hard and heavy in life. Also, look at the joy 
of these kids on the screen they're they're they were just over the sake that they now have access to water you can give one dollar you can give ten thousand if you're not in a position to give you can be in a position to share and that's what i would recommend that you do now if you have a project that you'd also love to see a support or like jackson this project's better don't hesitate to drop that in the comments and just say hey can you guys look at this too i might feature it on the show as well we're all about giving back there's 8 billion people in this world to help and we're never going to miss an opportunity to go ahead and do just that. So with all that said, I'm going to give a little brief introduction of Chris. We're going to check out his website for just a minute. Let me go to the screen share and hit that. There we go. So Chris Whitehead, again, founder of Iconic Alliance. He's a business coach. Um, go to his website. You can see some of his coaching style through his, his videos. He grew a company called Think to Succeed. As I mentioned, he's a published author as well. He's had three successful businesses, has grown over five in the last 17 years. And uh, like I said, he's just been, he's just become a really good friend as well. He's been featured in many different channels as well. And he's got his own podcast to check out. I do recommend, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking for more mentors and more leaders, you have all sorts of people who are now rocking the mic and finding your rich dad, poor dad. Um, you know, or finding the think and grow rich uh, person that you gravitate towards, or if it's as a man thinketh, because you like old school stuff like me, there's so many opportunities for mentors. There's so many people who have built my path. I think Chris would be a phenomenal one uh, for you to check out, but let's hear from him yourself and see what you think, guys. Chris Whitehead, welcome to Vision Pros Live. Jackson, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Awesome, brother. Um, and, and with that, let's dive right in then. Um, so my first question for you, you know, uh, as, as I defined it a bit, um, who do you feel should be listening in today and why should they listen to you? Well, you know, I was uh, I've had the opportunity to not only coach thousands of people that are entrepreneurs in all sorts of walks of life, but I also have the opportunity to have been around in 2009 when the Internet was truly becoming something that I believed through social media was going to explode. Then we've had some really strange things happen vis-a-vis uh, -vis 2019 where people started going home and then people started, uh, rumors started about, so, about the mass media maybe putting out propaganda. And I was talking to my wife who now does live radio um, in the town uh, right next to ours. And it was a really interesting fact we now have more people doing podcasts and we're starting to we the people are starting to control the narrative right. so we have the opportunity to get our version of the truth out not just someone else's that's looking at a bottom line or maybe has a political agenda behind what they're doing and i think people should not only just listen to me i think you should find subjects that you're interested in and go through and invest the time to listen to other people based upon the goals that you have because then you'll get a really good cross-section the best part jackson <clears throat> and i know you know this i'm not saying anything new i might be saying it a new way but I'm not saying anything new, which means if you implement the things that we teach on our podcast 
or in our programs or you listen to other people like you, Alex Hermosi, other people that are doing well, you're going to start finding that we're literally for no cost dropping to you things that will not only add value to your life, but they'll work to help you get to your goals. And that's what allows you to develop a tighter relationship with somebody. I just know this as an entrepreneur for 25 years. I just wanted somebody to tell me the truth. I was willing to do the work. I was willing to invest the money. For real. But I wanted to make sure somebody was telling me the truth before I risked my entire life on it. And I am committed to bringing relevant, practical, and valuable information to people so that we can shrink their timeline to their fi- their level of success. Wow. I love I couldn't help but um, let out a noise when you said, I just wanted to find somebody who would tell the truth. And there's, there's so much value in being able to recognize that and also being aware of, of searching for that. You talked about other podcasters. Uh, I agree. Pat Flynn is a massive influence in what I do. John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur Fire, massive influence, a social media examiner. The reason why I'm listing these, my friends, those who are listening, um, is I love what Chris said and, and the no ego approach understanding that there's multiple people that we can learn from it took me hours and hours of listening to those advisors if you will those mentors to realize how authentic they are you, know, you can't just you can't just take somebody's word for that you have right. to see are they are they putting putting down what i need to now after investing those hours my greatest secret for for listening to podcasts once you have your lineup is let's say you're looking up a subject like how do I do email marketing, um, right? Or email marketing case study, right? Would be the better search on Google. But even better than that now, I say email marketing case study, Pat Flynn. That's when I go listen to Pat. And then I'll change the name to John Lee Dumas. And that's when I go listen. If I'm in the need of the specific subject, I'll search for the term, search for the words case study, and search for the guru of choice, the person who I know isn't going to BS me about the process. Uh, do you find yourself, have you ever done that before? Or, or you know, is there any other, any other people that you'd recommend in the podcast world that you gravitate towards? Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to give people suggestions because people need to take the time to go research their own, no offense. Um, but I will say this, because, because you said something that I believe is really, really cool. Um, so our podcast room is, is not only for me, it's for all of our clients. And we were talking about that just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my clients actually happens to be one of my business partners. So I, I own 5,000 square feet um, here and 2,500 of it. Uh, I have a business partner that, you know, I, I let him utilize that side. And this morning we were talking about him starting a podcast. He's really excited to do it. And he's a he's an immigrant to the U.S., uh, he's, he's Brazilian and he's, t- and he's has an incredible story, but he was like, I don't know what to name the podcast. And I was like, well, don't name it the construction company that you have. Um, because I think you're going to run out of content there. And I asked him, what is, what is it that you want to do? And he goes, well, I really want to help people that have gone through what I've gone through to get the results faster. And I said, gotcha. I said, here's what you can do, man. Why don't you go on chat GPT <laughs> And actually ask for what the best podcast names are right now for the subject matter that you want to do. And that's basically what you did. I had a mentor one time, Jackson, that I would not say good morning to him. I would wake up and throw him a text message going, how do I do X, Y, Z? And he would send me back in the kindest way possible a Google link. 
And that's when I started realizing he was gently telling me that I could go do that research instead of asking him basic questions and not think for myself. And that's what I was imploring my guy to do today. You have all of the answers now on the internet that you ever need to do just about anything you want. You don't need to find the answers. You need to learn how to ask better questions, which is exactly what you were just saying how to do. Well said, Chris. Very good. So let's talk about these, uh, these clients that you're serving. Sure. What's your vision for those that you serve? Oh my gosh. So the first thing uh, that I know that a lot of clients are dealing with, and especially right now, is how do you get more leads? And so there are a couple ways that I know how to do it. One is free and one is paid. Um, the paid, which I do sometimes, um, can take care of itself. You, you need to find somebody of integrity and quality, and you need to be able to, again, get the time frames of how that'll work so that you make sure you have enough money until you actually get a viable lead that you can go close so you can keep paying more marketing dollars. But when I first started, I didn't have that money, nor did I have the knowledge, and I knew that I would probably burn through it trying to find the right people. I was too ignorant. So I started learning how to build organic leads through social media. In fact, we've done it with um, three businesses total, one brick and mortar, one online, and then a hybrid version that we built to eight figures. And so I know the techniques to help people slowly begin to brand themselves, use systems and ways of communicating online that start dripping in new leads between 120 and 180 days. And from there, we can start scaling. So the first thing I help people with, because most people want this is they want to grow their business. But I've been in business for 25 years. We could turn on leads tomorrow and drown somebody's business in about a month they're out of business. Because if you, if you can't right. get back to the people, if you don't have the systems in place, and you know all this. So the next thing that we focus on as we start helping them make more money is well, what are you going to do with that money so that your money can be used to make more money instead of you trading time to make you more money. And that's where the mindset training starts coming in. So then we start focusing on your health. We start focusing on business tactics and principles, tips, tricks, things, and ways of looking at things. We also help you identify what your short, medium, and long-term goals are. And then we then also start bringing in your family values. How much time are you investing with your family? And then at the very end, after we look at mindset, which I call faith, we look at your finances and we help you get that. We look at your family. We help you get that. We start talking about your fitness level because we know that a fit body and a fit mind can produce more uh, clear output. We focus on this last one, which is called fun. Because a lot of us entrepreneurs, our only fun is building our business. We often right. end up working in a silo alone and feeling the stress of that. And I know from personal experience, there was almost a decade where I was in my head so much building business that I lost relationship with my children. I lost relationship with my wife because it can become overwhelming. We just help put everybody in the right pillar at the right time to help them find the most harmony so that they can live a life of purpose. Here's what I heard you say, Chris. Um, and, and if, of course, feel free to battle me on this, by the way. Sure, sure, um, sure. But one of the things that I heard you talk about was Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Um, and as you, as you did, so here, anybody who's listening that before we can transcend or before we look for higher aspects of life, we have to have oxygen. Um, we can't survive without it. If you're hungry, you're no longer hungry. If you don't have oxygen, you just need to be able to breathe. Well, the oxygen of entrepreneurship is lead generation. Um, and so I hear you keying in on that and saying, Hey, if we can get entrepreneurs established 
where they've got their basic core essential needs met, then we can start looking at the transformation process with, with a far greater purpose. Is that correct? It is correct. Yeah, I and, love that. And the other thing that we do, and this is really something that I learned well over a decade ago from one of my first mentors. He said something, Chris, you need to focus on the result of the result. And I pondered that for a really long time, Jackson. And what I've understood him to mean, he's, he's passed away now, but what I understood him to mean is, number one, if I shoot for the stars, I might land on the moon. Number two, what he was really asking me is, what is it that you really want? And what I started to identify are my core values. Because as a, as a business owner, my business is an extension of me. That means the clients that I attract uh, have similar core values. It means the employees I attract have similar core values or they don't. And I realized that I was attracting people to me that didn't have similar core values. So now we start teaching people not only what, how to find their core values, but how to communicate about them to start attracting the right kind of people. But the result of the result is not making more money. Right. After your basic human needs are met, money does not make you any happier. So the idea is that we bring people of similar core values together. We start making money together or we start helping you make money. Then we as a community start making money. And then we start living our life together. We go on trips together. We hang out as friends together. We celebrate the, the spoils and the riches of what our effort has brought us. And we do it together to create memories and to create traditions and to eventually create leaders that can help other people become more leaders so that we can start to win back not only our country but also our world. Because we, the people, have the ability to do that. We just have to get organized together. And that's why I talk to people just like you. It's why I'm willing to be a go-giver with somebody like you. And you're willing to be a go-giver with somebody like me. Because this is an abundant world. There are 8 billion people in the world. I don't need 0.01% of those to be highly, highly financially successful. Right. And if that's the truth, then why wouldn't I help other people of similar core values become successful too? It just makes sense to me. And I believe that we're at a time where it's necessary. Absolutely. It's, it's necessary. And it's just, it's just such an opportunity uh, to be able to shift the mindset to, to see things that way. So, you know, let's dive in a little bit deeper on that exact reality. What's your vision for you, Chris? Um, so you've, you've laid that out a lot too, but mm -hmm. wh where do you see yourself five, 10, 15 years from now? Well, the cool thing is, is I don't believe you ever retire from being an entrepreneur. Uh, I plan on continuing with Iconic and other business ventures. You know I have four of them now. Um, but I, I plan on doing a lot of real estate development. Um, we already are putting the success team together for that. I plan on helping people with Iconic because, again, we have children now that are 21 and, getting, and another one getting ready to turn 20. We have three. We have, two, we have twins and then we have a younger son. Woo. And the time now for us is we're starting to realize that in five to 10 years, they're going to be in charge of everything, not mm -hmm. just our children, but people of that age. Yeah. And I'm starting to feel the pressure to make sure that we help them become the best leaders they can be, not only for their success, not only for our grandchildren's success, but as examples to other people out in society 
so that they can track the same way. Look, in our home, we listen to audiobooks all the time. We eat dinner together almost every night as a family, even though our kids are 21. Our daughter will come home from college Thursday or Friday. Every weekend, we're eating dinner together. We make sure that we have family discussions. They're not always fun either, by the way. Um, right. But we make sure that we are showing up as parents in the way that we want our kids to show up as well. I make sure um, my son works for oh, me right chills. now. I make sure that my son is watching me not only live in integrity to the best of my ability, but have the guts to admit it when I mess up. Yeah. And then watch me make that change because I know that in a few years he is going to be dealing with some stresses that he's never dealt with before. And I want to make sure that he makes the best decision, not only for himself, but for all the people that are attached with him. Because I know that the best way for me to get started is to just get started. And I know the best way for me to win is to never quit. So that's where I'll be in 20 years, continuing to support this idea of creating not only a country, but a world that I grew up as a young man truly believing in. That we can live in peace, that we can bring order and harmony, and that we collectively can help one another to live the best version of our lives. And you, you talk about that with some ultra strong conviction, which I love. I'm super grateful for your vision. And I, I look forward to seeing other other parents step up. I, I know you have that ability to make that effect on people. And it matters so much that we, that the, that we the people, as you mentioned, who believe yep. that, uh, start start taking the actions accordingly. So, Chris, um, it, I think it would be very easy for people to look at you and say, you know, he's in shape. Um, you know, he's got it together. He's obviously never had a problem in his life. We, we <laughs> sometimes paint people in a, and you alluded to having struggles. And I'm going to ask you about your worst business experience ever, because, um, you know, I would say one of the most important moments of my life personally was when I actually found my dad's journal. And the last two pages of the four or five pages he had filled out, second to last said, I'm depressed. Mm. And that was it. And then the last page said, still depressed. I was 17. I started crying. Um, and I realized the, the giant of the man who had so many demons and struggles, I now understood behind the scenes and realized he wasn't. He wasn't superhuman. He actually felt the challenges that that he was facing in life um and it didn't it didn't make me look at him and say man this this guy this guy sucks you know he uh-uh it it helped me see him in a whole new light what's your worst business experience ever chris well i really appreciate that you made the assumption that i'm really in shape and that nothing's ever gone wrong um <laughs> And, you know, like all the other fake internet gurus out there that act like they've never done anything wrong, um, I don't believe it. I think there's so much smoke and mirrors out there. The thing I'm proud about, Jackson, is I've never quit on me. And it's not because I haven't wanted to. Hmm. Of course, I'm human. I've made so many mistakes, it's not even funny. The only thing I'm proud about is that I've never quit on me. And the truth is, is that's the ultimate commitment that any of us can make to ourselves my worst business mistake this is humbling to talk about hmm. 2019 i get an email at the office at about five o'clock in the afternoon that says home depot by the way i own a remodeling company as well for those that don't know it um multi-seven figure remodeling company um i get an email from home depot and they say they're not going to be delivering to home owners addresses anymore and 
even though I was an essential business, I realized that that what I assumed by reading that email is that my business was going to stop. The reason that was so impactful to me is in 2009, I shut my business down because of the Great Recession. And I was like, oh, God, I worked 10 years and here we are again. <laughs> what am I going to do? I got really scared. I hadn't eaten food all day because this whole COVID thing and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I made a huge mistake, man. In my stress, I decided to drive up to the local liquor store, buy a little bottle of liquor, and just sit there and nip on it while I read news and did stuff. Hmm. At about 11.30 at night, I pulled my head up from my seat, looked at the, looked at the time on the computer, and was like, oh my gosh, I got to go home. I made it to a half of a mile from the police station, and I crashed my truck into a tree. I ended up getting a DUI. Hmm. I ended up having to go home and talk to my family and my daughter was crying and saying I just want you here you know I don't know why you're doing this to yourself well because I got the DUI I couldn't drive my vehicle around and I was not going to be one of these contractors that his wife's driving him around for him to get out and do an estimate because everybody knows that guy got the DUI I never saw myself as that kind of person. I was lying to myself. So I hired a salesman. My salesman sold $1.4 million the next month, and I thought, my goodness, we are rocking and rolling. Jackson, he sold it at cost. Oh. In construction, we never do anything at cost. There's always slippage. <laughs> so besides paying him commissions, I was $400,000 in debt by the time we figured out that he had sold everything at cost. I had to go get an SBA loan because I wanted to make sure that I paid all the subcontractors off, which I did not have to do because we never signed paper. He never got the subs to, or we never signed the paperwork authorizing the subs to do it. So I could have played the game at court right. and I would have won. But there was something karmically to me that said, you know what? I used to be a subcontractor. They've done the work. This is not their fault. This is ultimately my responsibility because of that DUI. Number one, I would have never sold at cost. I'm the owner of the company. But this guy did it. But that's not his fault. That's my fault. But we paid every subcontractor off. And then over the next two years, we started three more companies. So I believe that I turned one of my greatest weaknesses, one of my greatest mistakes, because I was willing to take ultimate responsibility for it and do something about it. We were slowly and then much more quickly over time able to turn that around here's another note that was four hundred thousand dollars to subcontractors it cost me almost a half of a million personally with the truck the court system and everything else i had to do in the process so it was almost a million dollar mistake Ooh, and that's that okay man i learned a lesson powerful you know? that's right that's powerful and way to way to way to see all the opportunities to rise up it's it's sometimes in those moments where we choose the opposite the good news is if you've done that recently or in the past, it's there's still time to change. Of course <laughs> you there is. Do it today. Um, so let's let's move into the exact opposite category, which you kind of did with the bounce back. This might you might even say, let's just skip this, Jackson. That was the bounce back. But do you have another best experience in business you want to talk about? Oh, my best experience in business. Um, I've had over 300 employees in the last 25 years. My best experience in business was seeing me finally build a team of people around me of very similar core values because we each take responsibility as if we're the owner. 
and I started bringing people in at my level and above into my business because my self-image was strong enough to realize they weren't going to take from me. In fact, they were only going to enhance me. You know, it's only 25% more money usually to hire an A player instead of a B player to get five times the result from them. And I started understanding that, and I started bringing people in that I'd, I'd always treated my employees like family, but they didn't always know how to be in one. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it was it was a hard road. But when I started really leaning in on my core values, the people that I have with me now, they're ride-or-die people. And it's, it's not nearly as big as it used to be. My circle's not as big, but the 12 or 15 people that we have in our company, they're committed. They're not involved. And... I can't tell you how good it feels to have someone covering your back because they know that I'm just as committed to their personal success as they are to mine. And that was one of the key elements is, dude, I started asking my people not why they wanted to be at working with me. I started asking them what they wanted to do with the proceeds they were making working with me. What are your dreams? What are your goals? I found out that one of my guys, I was talking to you, Diogo, he had never owned a home. He just wanted to own a home. So I started talking to him about what he could do and how simple it actually is. But he had been listening so much to me that the first home that he bought was a multifamily home. He didn't buy a single family home. He put renters in there. Mm. And then two years later, he went out and bought his own home. And what I know that he's doing to set he and his family up for the rest of their lives, now he's talking about doing a podcast. Now he's talking about bringing people over and training them how to grind concrete floors and put the epoxy on it. And I see the ideas and what's going on. Dude, these are successes in my business. Because as I help my employees live the life they want, they're not going to only help me. They're going to help everyone that I make commitments to, like my clients. And that makes me proud as a business owner that I have people at that caliber surrounding me. Chris, this has possibly been my favorite vision out of all the episodes. Um, And that's on the record, of course, Um, you know, live for everybody. (laughs) It's just so in line with what, and so well articulated with what we strive as well to help visionaries catch the vision of this clarity of purpose that exists for every single life that gets touched in the process. Um, Give me goosebumps. Good. Well, let's level that up. Maybe we can, we can make them even visual, uh, make them bigger. Um, so the next question, if this were the last opportunity, the last lesson that you could teach, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? Learn how to be selfless by giving yourself permission to be a go-giver and a servant-based leader. Take your eyeballs off of yourself. Love on other people. Learn how to become an active listener and then do whatever it takes to help them achieve what they want. When you help enough other people get what they want, you truly will get what you want. So the next step is to ask yourself a real question. What is it that you want? And that's what I would leave real entrepreneurs with. What is it that you really want? the result beyond the result as well, right? Making sure to incorporate that as you ask yourself that question, being able to combine these formulas for ultimate success. Uh, well, well said. Um, yeah, you, you think you think you want a Porsche or a Lamborghini or a multi-million dollar home. I've got that stuff. I'm telling you, it's like Christmas day. 
You get it, you open it, you look at it, you play with it, you esteem it, but it goes in the corner, and what you're on is the next journey to get somewhere. The question is, is what do you want from that journey? Because it is so important to realize the ladder is against the correct wall. You don't want to look back 30 years later and realize that you have wasted your life because you were not willing to ask yourself truly what you want from this thing. Do you want freedom? Do you want to go see other countries? Do you want to help your family out, your mom, your dad, your siblings? Do you want to be able to help people at the end of their life, not have to stay in a nursing home, but instead you can care for them? Do you want to buy your mom a home? Do you just want to spend time having great conversations with great people? You need to find out what it is you're suffering for, because business ownership on some levels is a little bit of suffering. What is it that you're suffering for, and what result are you willing to go beyond your comfort level so that you can receive it because the worst thing on earth is building something getting what you thought you wanted only to realize that you were so far away from what you really want that you actually have to start over from scratch dude i love it i just wanted you to i'm just gonna let you keep going on that note we can do this for another hour you just keep hitting it preach and uh no but but let's let's talk um at the end here um how can people get in touch with you um, you know, what's the best way to reach out? What events you got coming up, Chris? Um, anything of that sort, any invitation for the audience? What, where should they go next? So the easiest way for the audience to find out anything I'm doing, we're, we're, we literally are getting on stage every single month now. Um, I have some uh, events at the office. I have some events in Boston. I do some events in Dallas, some events in Florida, New York, Connecticut. So we're kind of going around that area. Um, but the easiest way to find out anything that's going on or to connect with me on socials or to buy my book or to send a or to send a request to me that you want to have a meeting with me and have a conversation uh, is to go to iconicalliance.com and you'll see under the resources tab uh, all the different ways to connect with me. And uh, I'm a real human. Uh, <laughs> if you pitch me in the DM, I probably will pretend I don't know you. Um, but if you have a serious question, I'm happy to connect. I'm happy to connect you with people that can help you even if I'm not the right guy. Um, and I think that that's really, really important is to be as a leader and as we grow to be available for those people that are hungry for the next step in life and be able to hear it from the horse's mouth too. That's right. So vision pros that are listening in, if you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to drop them in the channel that you are for convenience. Make sure to connect with Chris as well. But if you drop those in the, if you drop those comments, we'll make sure to forward them to Chris and tag him so that he's aware of those. Uh, you might get a loom video response uh, from one of us. You might get invited to something as well to, to participate. And like we, like we said, you'll be able to access those links in the show notes as well. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Chris, this was an amazing opportunity. Uh, I, really, I really look forward to doing this again. I think we should pick a uh, subject at some point, um, something that, that you're maybe, maybe do some type of virtual online event uh, where we co-collaborate on it. There's so sure. many opportunities. And uh, because I'm in San Antonio, my, my city got excluded from your list of, of tours I'm going to have to make my way over to Dallas or uh, or make a trip to one of these states you mentioned. But it's been an honor to have you on the show, man. Dude, thank you very much for having me. Forgive me the freedom to to speak uh, my, my heart. And, um, yeah, I think that people that are like-minded should take the time and should go through the efforts of making connections just like you're doing. Um, because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I appreciate you being a part of the change, brother. Likewise, my friend. Vision Pros, you guys have an excellent day. We'll see you on the next show.
Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.